I guess there's very very rare occasion in your life where you get to be involved in such an ambitious startup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not my first rodeo. I've done lots of different things over the years, and some of them have been wildly ambitious. But in this case, you know, we're really setting the second national carrier up in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Probably the last major undiscovered country in the world for okay. people for tourism. Yeah. And it's becoming incredibly easy for people to get here almost overnight. Hello and welcome to the Mayman Show. We are coming to you from our studios in Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And today we have the Chief Operating Officer for the newest aviation brand in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Riyadh Air, Mr. Peter Bello. Thank you very much for coming on the show. And thank you for the invitation. Thank it, you. Very grateful. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I mean, hopefully after this episode, I'll have like uh, suddenly get some frequent flyer miles just suddenly come into to my cards. Yeah. Who well, knows, right? C- certainly. Seat 1A. Um, <laughs> we'll have your name on it. All right. That sounds good. I'll take you up on that one yeah. sometime. So let's, let's, let's start with the exciting new Riyadh Air and uh, you know you, you guys participated uh, or you debuted at the uh, Dubai Air Show in November and the Dubai Air Show is one of the most significant aviation events in the world so what important announcements have you guys made there and also um, tell us you know something from from a personal perspective about you know being the person to are one of the team members to debut Riyadh Air. And that. Yeah, so Dubai uh, exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the air shows can be um, a, a lot of glitz and glamour, but for us, we we, we de- demonstrated, we showed our second livery. We had the first livery of the aircraft, so uh, which is quite stunning. The beautiful, um, beautiful, colourful 787 was there on display. Mm-hmm. And I think then more importantly for people, other people in the industry, because it's an industry event, yeah. we announced things like our first simulator order for you know full flight simulators with a company called CE. We announced all our operational software. We announced a lot of technical um, agreements with Microsoft, with other companies, mm-hmm. with Lufthansa Systems, right. with a company called Amos. Now, the relevance for that is, you know, our first flight won't be till... Uh, the second quarter of 2025. But okay. for people in the industry, they say, hey, these guys really have their act together. You know, okay. they're lining all this stuff up. We're partnering with only the best... Um, aviation of, partners. Uh, yeah, aviation partners, software development companies. Yeah. Because we're brand new and we don't have any legacy systems, mm-hmm. we've been able to take the best of what's out there. Yeah. Um, where they call them operational systems, I'm saying that's not really what you've got. You've got sustainability and safety systems because we're going to be able to take what they've got Mm -hmm. and blend it into the the world's best uh, IT systems for leading the way in, let's say, how sustainability is done in the aviation industry overall. So rather than just a system that just, you know, uh, sends out flight plans for how the aircraft's going to go or sends a roster to uh, a team member, the flight plan will actually tell you here's the best way to save as much carbon and fuel as you can possibly here's the way to have the least uh, uh, noise etc so again across the industry the one thing that surprised me was we had some of the best people in the world coming to our chalet mm-hmm. giving me cvs 
All right. Is, is Peter here? I want to work for Riyadh Air. Okay. Now, some of the folks who were coming, I, I never in my wildest dreams would I thought I would work with them again because they're people I've known over the last 35 years. Okay. Or they're people who just want to be part of our journey. Okay. And that was really exciting. And I kept going all week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Again, normally these things that they... So, yeah, it was super. We got uh, global recognition for what we're doing. I think people want to partner with us. I think other uh, airlines and aviation organizations want to partner with us. And that's really been the story since we announced publicly what we're doing since uh, the, the middle of March. All right. And and um, for me, and you asked me, sorry, the second part of your question, oh, for yeah. me personally, I guess there's very, very rare occasion in your life where you get to be involved in such an ambitious startup. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's not my first rodeo. I've done lots of different things over the years and some of them have been wildly ambitious. But in this case, you know, we're really setting the second national carrier up in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Probably the last major undiscovered country in the world for okay. people for tourism. Yeah. And it's becoming incredibly easy for people to get here almost overnight. Um, so um, to be part of that journey is, uh, I think, is very rewarding. All right. And uh, from from an operational perspective, and if you can explain this in, in layman's terms, yep. so I mean, you, you're telling me about setting up the technical infrastructure yep. first. Why is that key and critical to get in place first? Yeah, well, you know, <coughs> I think that I think the, the the trickier bit is actually going to be setting up a, a very ambitious uh, digital journey for the customers. Okay, because we're going to be inventing things in ways that people haven't done it before, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be incredibly exciting for our guests. You know, who from the time they start thinking about booking with us till the time they get to their destination, and maybe even long after that. Uh, for us, I got to get the best talent in the world who want to help us create. The operationally the most on-time airline with a beautiful, welcoming, kind service uh, that's incredibly reliable. And, and to do that, <laughs> you have to get, you know, brilliant people to help you do that. Yeah. So I think part of the profile that we've created as a uh, as an organization over the last uh, nine months is we're, we're able to attract that talent to Saudi Arabia. And I think that's actually going to help the rest of the ecosystem in the country because a lot of the folks we've got coming to join us yeah. Um, I think they'll be able to help the maintenance sector, the airport sector, the wider training sector. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to partner with universities, with colleges, with technical institutions. Okay. And I think that that's going to be, for me, you know, the legacy that somebody like I can leave behind, that we can help everybody else just grow the industry overall. All right. That's, that's, uh, that sounds interesting. So it's, you know, knowledge transfer is also a critical yeah, part of yeah. the business. And um, and on, on, on the 4th of, of December, Riyadh Air, uh, you know, announced that they're, you know, um, oh, actually, how is Riyadh Air going to be expanding globally? Because on the 4th of December, you've announced a partnership with, with Turkish Airlines. Yeah, again, I think that surprised a lot of people that this early on, you know, um, well over a year before we start formally flying, that, that somebody like Turkish Airlines, yeah. which is one of the largest, uh, in fact, Turkish Airlines would be one of the very largest airlines in the world now, uh, connecting maybe more destinations internationally than almost anybody else. So, but um, th- they want they want to work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes perfect sense for us as we grow our network because a lot of the destinations they go to are complementary right. and it'll take us many years for us to expand into the the wider network okay so uh, out of the box really as soon as we start flying we'll be able to offer their customers and our customers a, a seamless interconnection both uh, to transfer between flights 
to get to nest destinations all over the world, um, to whatever loyalty program we have. I anticipate mm. that we'll connect through to theirs. And on, on many different levels, it'll give us an ability to get our distribution for our product and to get people to Saudi Arabia and to move around within the country much quicker than maybe if we just tried to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. So um, great airline, fantastic uh, service, wonderful food. There's lots of th- things I'm sure we can learn off them as well over the next couple of years. All right. And, um, you know, just uh, the goal is to have Riyadh Air fly to how many destinations? I think the, pl- the plan is we would hope to be going to over 100 destinations by okay. 2030. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were, you know, we're really focused on trying to offer um, great connectivity to Riyadh uh, from, from all the main cities in Europe, from the near Asian capitals uh, to right across to North America yeah. and domestically as well that we will uh, offer uh, great on-time performance, you know, very reliable service with an incredibly beautiful Saudi welcome for people on our guests on board. And then just to uh, offer that in almost like a metronome, you know, yeah. ticking, 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 that people will be, be able to know day in, day out, they can rely on Riyadh Air for uh, in, in a great service at good value for money mm-hmm. and to connect Riyadh to the world. It can be a difficult place to get to, Okay. Often you have to connect through different uh, airports at the moment. And we just want to make it incredibly simple, simple for Saudi people to visit or do business overseas and also to make it um, really, really straightforward for people to come here and do business, visit uh, the wonders of Saudi Arabia or come back and just visit friends and family. Okay. And uh, the plans are to have uh, the first flight launch at what time? Second like- quarter of 2025. Okay. Uh, we're on track for that at the moment. It's uh, and we will expand very quickly. We've yeah. ordered thirty nine Boeing seven eight seven dash nine. It's a big plane, can you know can fly thirteen fourteen fifteen hours um, if it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely comfortable aircraft. We will be revealing over the next twelve months uh, some quite unique product on board. Yeah, uh, we we will probably have uh, the most the best digital experience we hope in the world for our, mm-hmm. our guests. And then we'll, we'll add on, uh, you know, a smaller aircraft, what's called narrow-body aircraft. Okay. We'll do an order for, for those in the, in the next uh, couple of months. And then they'll feed in people to go on the wider network. And we'll connect Riyadh um, to almost everywhere you could possibly want to go by 2030, which um, the wonderful news of uh, the Expo Award to Riyadh, I think, could be not be more timely. And for us, our brand is Riyadh. The brand is Riyadh. It's really yeah. clear. So our brand will elevate everything else that's happening in Riyadh as we mm-hmm. spread our wing- wings around the world and vice versa. I think we are going to benefit massively from, mm-hmm. you know, Riyadh Expo. So the, the two things uh, couldn't be more perfect for us. All right. And um, so aside from, you know, the technical the te- technological solutions and smart solutions. What uh, what can passengers expect in terms of experience? While I think I think um, there's two sides to it. Yeah. There's a highly digital uh, experience. Mm-hmm. We see ourselves as digital natives, but we want to make for our customers the journey from when you start thinking about flying with us or going somewhere, whether coming to Saudi or going out, yeah. that we'll make it extraordinarily yeah. easy for you to. Um, you know, interact with us just with your with your phone, and uh, um, and that would go through the journey through the airport. A lot yeah. of people um, now find travel a bit of a hassle. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't want to go to airports. They find airports a hassle. 
and likewise when they're traveling we want to make it incredibly seamless uh, that both your your phone and even your face will become your ticket that you won't have to have as much uh, interaction if you don't want to okay uh, and that that literally your whole uh, journey will be completely digital and seamless mm -hmm. um and i think the recently announced participation of saudi arabia in the six country uh, digital tourist visa yeah Again, that, that could be not better news for us because yeah. that, that'll accelerate what we're trying to do. So on the digital side, um, that's really, really important. For me, the bit I think is more exciting is uh, when I was a kid, you know, when I, you know, when I first started flying nearly 50 years ago, okay. um, you look forward to going to an airport. Mm -hmm. uh, an airport was a glamorous place. Oh, right? it was fun. It, it was a fun thing. Going on a plane was... Mm. One of the one of the coolest things you would do all year, you'd almost hear James Bond music, you know, playing in your ears as you yeah. get on your journey. It was glamorous. It was exciting. It was romantic. And I don't think it's beyond um, our ability to put that back into travel, yeah. right? And if we made it something, you know, that traveling with Riyadh Air, Riyadh Air, that the journey is the reward. You know, mm -hmm. that the physical act of traveling with us, yeah. that you'll be really looking forward to going through the airport to enjoying the retail if you want to having your digital you know uh, journey with us and then when you get on board the aircraft you'd say hey this is really cool i'm really happy i'm i'm enjoying this you'll have your connectivity you'll have your entertainment you'll have great food you'll, right. you'll have wonderful people giving you what i've experienced for the last 12 months you know a, a really sincere saudi welcome okay and you know if we could do that for me that that would be fantastic okay so you basically you're trying to digitize as many of the processes as possible to get on an airplane, I guess excluding the customs part because that doesn't sit with there. Well, um, I think that there could be innovative uh, things we could do around immigration and customs as well. Okay. Um, the only barrier to, um, you know, making the journey simple for somebody is the barrier of your own imagination and, and how you can try and uh, dream how it you could you could yeah. make you can the passenger's journey yeah. beautiful. So... And um, I have seen nothing but cooperation from the Saudi authorities yeah. about how to, you know, in a simple way as, um, you know, I got my first tourist visa last November. You know, it was way easier than getting your Esther for America to come here, yeah. but, but it still took you 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, when I got one uh, for my wife in January, it took maybe six minutes. Uh, my son did visa on arrival um, in in March, yeah. Yeah. and some of the rest of the kids who came after exams in May, uh, and you know, the, the visa on arrival was like in in literally you know, two minutes at the airport. So I don't I don't know too many countries where that's possible, and mm -hmm. you know, I could bore you explaining to you. I bought a secondhand car here via yeah. Car Switch app. Yeah. From the moment I got. To the car, it's about a dune bashing car. I've got a dune bashing car, which has been fantastic um, for me in in driving around Riyadh. But like from the start to the finish, mm -hmm. digitally, including having my license documents and my insurance, was under an hour. Okay. So, I'm telling you, in England or Ireland or Europe, it would take you a couple of weeks before you'd get that paperwork sorted out. So, um, I don't think people give themselves credit in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. for how advanced a lot of these digital systems are. Yeah. Um, banking system here is way beyond anything that we have in Europe. Okay. Um, to transfer money between banks in England takes hours or days. Yes. You can do it in, 
uh, milliseconds here. So, and all those things help us because it's going to make my um, work much easier. You know what I mean? And it's going to make th um, the work of this country infinitely easier. And the one thing, as I'm here now a year, I think Saudi people massively underestimate how big tourism is going to become. Yeah, it's driven by Riyadh in the north and the Niam and the uh, you know the Red Sea and the, 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 those experiences along the north, and the attractions that are going to be built here. And already it's happening. Like the the growth, uh, Riyadh Airport is probably the fastest growing international airport in the world this year. Yeah. Their figures are way above two thousand and nineteen. Mm -hmm. And then in the in the south, you've got uh, Jeddah and Medina and Mecca, and you know I, I lived for three years in uh, in Malaysia. You know, there's there's fifteen people, million people in Malaysia yeah. who would happily come and do Umrah here every yes. single year, right? Okay. And then they'll come up to Riyadh, enjoy all the new attractions, everything here, and you know, uh, I just saw the numbers. You know, there's two hundred um, uh, Muslims in India. The numbers are up. Uh, 74% here. So it comes in every way, you know, what we're building here in Riyadh will be extraordinary and will will bring people from all over the planet to see what has been here, um, much of which is, you know, man-made and, mm -hmm. and invented. But then what there is in the South, which is just going to enrich people's spirit, you know, yeah. uh, enjoying Umrah, Hajj and everything else that, that's around that. The combination of that, I, I actually think is way, way bigger that we all imagine at the moment. Um, so that's a challenge. Okay. That, but that's, as we'd say, a first world problem. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how do you cope with success? So, uh, which is going right. to be fascinating. Well, I mean, if, if, if any place in the world would see the added value of, you know, digitizing services and digital transformation, it's the kingdom since it's, you know, one of the key pillars for, for Vision 2030. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit to, to innovation. And you know you you were telling me about uh, you know basically passing your 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 knowledge transfer and building or continuing your your legacy here and you know building the industry. Um, so what do you think in your thirty five years of experience in the travel industry? Like how will you benefit this 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 project with your know how? I I think. I think if we can work with all the educational um, establishments here, there's fantastic universities here, there's the Colleges of Excellence, which is getting huge investment. Mm -hmm. uh, the government announced recently at a, a UN function that was here, they're going to build the world's largest tourism training college yeah. out in Gudea. You know, um, if, if all I can do in my time here as uh, a guest in the country um, is help all that training and education infrastructure tap into, you know, all the available resources that we know are there around the world. Mm -hmm. The hunger for knowledge among young Saudi people and older Saudi people is uh, extraordinary. Right. And their their interest and willingness to learn and to be diligent about doing that, because mm -hmm. the ability to learn in many countries is there. And, yeah. um, you know, to get people out of bed in the morning to actually to go to college is, I'm sure, is a challenge for many parents. Uh, that's not the case here. You know, people want to learn, people want to advance themselves. So you're throwing seed out on very fertile soil here. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we can work with um, anybody and everybody who's who's sincere about developing their, uh, their education resources around aviation, around tourism, around the digital side of the, the uh, aviation and tourism, um, that, that will then just help the whole thing grow. 
you know, grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. The requirements, um, tourism um, and aviation jobs, they're fantastic jobs for people just out of college. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you don't always have to have huge skills in your first, you know, job. If you're working in a hospitality role. Just got to be eager to learn. Yeah, but you learn how to interact with people. You Mm -hmm. learn how to sell. You learn how to, you know, you learn the value of a dollar and, Mm -hmm. you know, you you learn, um, you learn how to To be self-sufficient and interact. And you learn to be independent. So I think for a lot of people, their first job, maybe for a couple of years, will be in the hospitality sector. And then they go off and they maybe do further study and then they come back and then they grow the industry. But the opportunities, um, I think, are going to be um, extraordinary. All right. And, and uh, you know, aside from, you know, building an industry, building a new airline, employing, uh, you know, people, wh- where do you believe uh, the importance lies in investing in the aviation industry for Saudi Arabia? I think... Um, you know, connecting this country, which, you know, to the rest of the world has been yeah. a place that they didn't know you could visit. Mm-hmm. And and still, a lot of people don't realise how simple it is to come here. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's actually, you know, if you take this country traditionally for thousands and thousands of years, has been the, the crossroads of the world. You know, people travelled here on, the, on their way to many other countries and, mm-hmm. you know, to visit the two holy mosques and everything that that signified. So that's in your your DNA. DNA that's in yeah. your blood here. Yes. You you understand visitors. Uh, it's I see it in little children. They're okay. programmed to be nice to visitors. <laughs> to you know. Me. Yeah. And um, so it's not like in other places where it's insincere or false. Hospitality is, is a pillar of, of yeah. the culture in yeah. general. Yeah. I went to the the food fest last Friday night. It was up up in the university, mm-hmm. and um, I stupidly parked my car the wrong way. So some yeah. guy clamped me. So that's cool. Okay. You know. You're a doing sticker. basher. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. So it's a sticker. Yeah. Three young Saudi guys. Now, this is just before the big match was on. Okay. So um, they come over. They take the sticker. They ring the guy. Mm-hmm. They insist he comes. They won't go and leave me until he's come. And he's okay. released my car. And then they haggle with them over the price of what I had to pay him to get the car released. Okay. That's very nice of them. So, But this is all the time. People yeah. are just nice. People yeah. people want to look after visitors. Where are you from, you know, yeah. Peter? Where are you? What are you doing here? Well, if there's a game somewhere yeah, else we have, in Europe, we, we have, have some coffee. Hooligans, huh? Do you want some coffee? You know, so... <laughs> but that's just... So I just think uh, connecting the country... Um, okay. And, like, you know, there's lots... Saudi is a fantastic airline, 75 years of heritage. Fly NAS, Fly Deals growing. Mm-hmm. I think lots of international carriers. The fact that I and some of my colleagues are here and we know so many people around the world the other airlines are ringing us now saying oh you know we never we never really thought of flying there what's it like you know do you think we should look at it you know the more the merrier really is my view on it mm-hmm. and the more that come here the easier it will be for us to connect yeah uh, and i think they're starting to consider it now so you know it'll take us time to ramp up over the years so if, if other airlines come as well that's great okay i mean that's 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 Sounds like it's <clears throat> there's a good value proposition. I mean, I mean, if there's a demand of coming to Saudi, logically, the more ways to get them there via airplane would be better. Yeah. And uh, so you you you've lived here for a little over a year, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how do you like it so far? I think it's been um, much more exciting living here than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I I knew it was going to be very busy with work okay, and but, it's a startup. Uh, actually, wait, before you tell me, like, what's 
what was what were you thinking when you when you were going to move here? Like I know you visited here. You, you yeah. before we started recording, you told me you visited here for a couple of days. But what was going through your mind? I knew, what what I knew, expectations? Did yeah. You have, so I knew people were kind of welcoming, and <clears throat> um, but I didn't think there would be so much to do yeah. at the weekend. Right. Okay. So, There's too much to do. And um, I, I, you know, I didn't think it would be as cold as it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the weather is beautiful. But um, welcome to the it, desert winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, but literally from as soon as I got here, there's just one thing after another every weekend to go. Like the, the only th- the only th- limitation on fun things to do here mm-hmm. is your ability to, you know, look up and find out what, what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that surprised me. I, like, you know, literally every single weekend mm-hmm. I'm spoiled for choice. You know, the, the sporting events on or there's hiking or there's camping or there's... The theater, there's Phantom of the Opera, there's cinema. I didn't expect all of that. Yeah. Um, I had read up on a bit, it a bit. I didn't think it was. And then when events are on here, they're extremely well run. Um, they're quite affordable. The sound systems are normally spectacularly better than than I'm familiar mm-hmm. with in Europe. Even parking, you know, at events and it's how they bigger. manage it and yeah. and the information. So, um, I didn't think. I didn't think all that would be there. So so that's been my uh, um, experience. But then the welcome from people, which I kind of knew it would be there, but I wasn't still wasn't sure. It's okay. just like everywhere. And then even the further you go out of Riyadh, okay. the more curious people are, the more welcoming people are. All right. Is there like a memorable experience you want to share with us? Yeah, I was only here a couple of weeks and I didn't really know anybody. And mm-hmm. there was only like 15 of us at, at work. And a lot of those people were commuting back to their families and stuff. So um, I'd, I'd met one of the people in the office was from Heil. And um, I said, oh, yeah, I've read about Heil. And I, I, I'd, I'd seen uh, something years ago in a book about Heil and the fort and the old town. So there's a train to Heil. And I live in Cordoba, so it's not that far from where I go. So I okay. went out to the train and I said, oh, I want to take it to Heil. It's early in the morning. He says, well, why do you want to go there? So I mm-hmm. says, no, I want it's to a nice go place. There. It's a nice place. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, there's no food on the train. And I said, that's yeah. fine. I have have some stuff. Anyway, I got the train. It takes a while to get to Heil on the train. Um, I sat in my seat. I guess I was the only foreigner on the train that day. Um, mm-hmm. The Saudis who were traveling, um, they kind of rotated every 15 minutes because they wanted to talk to me. Okay. Uh, they wanted to practice their English. They wanted to find okay. out who I was. Why I was going to Heil. I get Peter's times first. No, I yeah. get him second. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like that, right? everybody had beautiful food with them for okay. the journey. So um, I probably had uh, 10 different uh, samples of different capsa and people had um, pastries okay. and everything. I, when I got to Heil, um, somebody took me by the hand physically, led mm-hmm. me uh, into the old part of the town. Okay. We were getting close to prayers, um, so they they put me in a cafe with this lady who spoke perfect English. Um, she insisted uh, on staying open, you know, putting me in the back during prayers, made me beautiful food, asked me what I liked, made mm-hmm. it for me, uh, made me beautiful coffee. Turned out she was a scholar of Irish literature, of an author oh, called wow. James Joyce. World. Was able to quote, and she's in her 70s, this lady, was able to quote contemporaneously to me passages from... Ulysses, which is an obscure book that not even many Irish people have read, and then introduced me to her husband later on, who um, knew another Irish author called Samuel Beckett. So, I was, I planned to travel back. You know, um, they found a B and B for me. I stayed there. I saw the old city. 
Um, I play some guitar badly. They introduced me to some oud players. I okay. played my oud for the first time. So, yeah, so out of nothing mm-hmm. became this incredible welcoming experience in a town that I don't think very many people have visited, um, but okay. it, but it's a wonderful place. I mean, it's popular for, for, for locals, you know. That, yeah, yeah, that, but I think it's it's, it's, an, it's a bit uh, off the tourist tra- trail at the moment. Exactly, yeah, it's a, it's a hidden gem. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you boast uh, a good uh, kebsa recipe. Who taught you that, by the yeah, way? Yeah, well... Who taught I, you how to make kebsa? You know, so... Um, uh, I, I think Jarrier Bookstore yeah. is one of the best bookstore chains in the world. So okay. I, I went in and uh, said, to, said to the gentleman, "Yeah, would you have a Saudi cookbook in English? He said, of course I do. He, he looked at me as a cookbook. You know, to, you know. Jarrier. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, and then I'd, I'd had it. Uh, I'd, I'd eaten it and, uh, you know, I, I like to cook. So, um, so uh, but I slow cook my chicken. I I fry it first, and I slow cook it for nearly six hours. Okay. At, at about a hundred, mm-hmm. and then um, that's how I, they used to do it in the old days, like yeah, slow cook it because okay, yeah. yeah. So and then I put some tomato paste in it and everything. But my secret ingredient is uh, dark chocolate, which I okay. add in towards the end, mm-hmm. and proper good brown sugar, and um, it's and I, I I can source smoked red paprika. All right. And I put all that in there, and it's delicious. So all right. It's delicious. That's, that's good. That's good. I mean, the slow cooking process was before. Yeah. Because, you know, Kepsa is popular for lunch. But, so. again, you know, before I got here, you go to the supermarkets here. Mm-hmm. You have the best of produce. Um, a lot of it grows in the south where, you know, it's more temperate. Uh, you know, the, the herbs, the vegetables here, you know, um, the, the meat, fish, um, you know, Anything you could possibly want. The quality in the supermarkets here of fresh food is superior to what we have in Ireland. Okay. I can get anything I want. Um, that was a big surprise to me, and it's it's quite good value here as well. Um, the bakeries are extraordinary near where I live. This this guy's you know baking bread sixteen mm-hmm. hours a day. Yeah, to me, yet the yes, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. So all of these things. So I'm I'm just, I'm learning all the time. Like it's just. Yeah, every week something okay. different. You learn, you see, you uh, experience. People tell you about a different place. You investigate. You learn. You you end up going down rabbit holes of mm-hmm. uh, things, and then somebody introduces you to the next person, and um, it's intriguing. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. And um, before we wrap up this interview, I always ask my guests who come on the show about having a personal message to the audience that is either watching, listening, or even reading the the Main Man Show uh, product for Arab News. What's yours? Um, I think for me, I suppose I was lucky to end up working in something I always wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, all my life. So when I was a little boy, I decided I want to get involved in the travel industry, aviation industry. That's what I wanted to do. Um, my, my folks... Um, I guess would have wanted me to have a proper job to be a lawyer, an accountant, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, a doctor or whatever. But mm-hmm. I did a business. To, uh, I was lucky to go to Trinity College in Dublin, did a business studies degree. But I wanted to work in tourism aviation, which wasn't seen as a proper job. Okay. Sadly, I lost both my parents while I was in college. Maybe the one thing it taught me then is to follow my dreams because this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in tourism and aviation, which wasn't seen as a classical. Uh, career choice, um, and maybe the fact that uh, that that I lost them 
when when they were very young and I was very young, um, maybe it taught me that life's precious, life's okay. short, and if you want to follow your your own path and your own dream, that you need to do that, and that that all the way along that that the journey that you're on is the reward, you know. Um, so people need to have the courage to do mm-hmm. what they want to do. Um, you know, you may want to be a beat poet, or mm-hmm. you 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 may want to be a NASCAR driver. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? I talk to students all the time, and I always say half the people in the room, you know, they don't want to be accountants or lawyers. You know, that they, they 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 want to be tattoo artists or mm-hmm. you know punk oud players or whatever. Everybody they want wants to, be. to try something new. Now, yeah, you know? yeah. So I think that's it for people to just um, don't don't live your life in drudgery as something going to work every day that you really hate. You know, try and find the courage to follow your dreams. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, that's that's some very solid advice. And um, before we wrap up, you know, you have to make me a promise that when you guys get on air entertainment, the Mayman Show is going to be the first uh, product. Well, that, hey, that's a good idea, there. and yeah. people would learn a lot about the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and um, Arab News. I'm I'm a huge fan of it. I, um, I think uh, it's incredible the coverage you guys have managed to pull together over the last number of months and mm-hmm. in a very difficult and very sad war. So. Um, yeah, I think the more people read and the more people understand, uh, I think it's it's very enlightening. All right. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of current events and events happening here in Saudi, so it keeps us busy. And I know uh, the aviation industry also keeping keeping you busy, and I'd like to thank you again for... And thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And uh, before we wrap up our interview, I'd just like to close with a quote that traveling leaves you as a storyteller. See you later.